Well, I said on Twitter before the show tonight that this was a must-win game for the black and red, and as must-win games go, a 4-0 defeat at home to one of the worst teams in the league. And that's that's potentially not even the biggest that's, talking point in this game. <laughs> that's barely scratching the ice there, John. There was so much going on tonight. We are coming on the air here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. I'm John Lee, joined by Sam Kastner and Joshua Morgan this week. Uh, Michael Black is out, and uh, probably for the better, to be to be completely honest, because that was not fun. Um, we are going to hear, we just had where we are going to hear from both uh, head coach Ben Olsen as well as uh, Captain Steven Birnbaum here in, in, in just a few minutes. Where do you guys want to start? On I don't game? know. It's hard. I mean, I, I just want to address that. I am smiling because of the absurdity that we just watched. I I, I thought about it right as the countdown was going down, three, two, one. I was like, should I put on a sad, disapproved face? Like I'm feeling that inside as well, but also I can't help but smile and laugh at just the absurdity of tonight. I mean, we broke a record. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you you got to give credit where credit's due. This this team not only had an impact, on, you know, locally, but but on Major League Soccer tonight because it it is very rare when you make a substitution that you can't make and. I, we we, we got to break that down because I think all of the things went wrong there. Like I, I don't think you can pin that on any on any one or even group of individuals. Everybody got it wrong uh, when it came to that. But but you can't ship four goals at home in a game that was was really must win if you wanted to try to stay alive in the postseason. And then go it, down against a, a man. vulnerable team, and, and you go down a man late. I. I don't, There's I, so much. Somebody's got to queue up the the twelve and what are we doing? I know because Any that's one just of these things would be enough to talk about, but I think that's why we're like struggling right now. Um, so I mean, if you're listening live to us right now, like let us know what you want us to talk about first because um, it's just a lot. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna hear about the whole substitution situation. I'm assuming. Oh, um, yeah, Ben's going to it. has got to be the first question. So right? as far as we understand right now, um, Russell Knauss was subbed on at halftime. He was not on the roster submitted to MLS. Um, so he was initially given a red card. Pro got in touch um, with the referee. I'm not sure who initially pointed that out to the referee. Yeah. But once it was brought to his um, understanding, he gave Russell a red card. Pro said, no, that's not what you do. So essentially, Russell had to come off and go into the locker room. And Kevin came on. And I think it counted as a substitution window, but it didn't. But we still got all five, if I'm wrapping my head around that craziness. Yeah, it, it basically, I mean, at one point, the, the language was actually used. I think Ben was like, so so he, did, he didn't exist, basically. And then yeah. that was basically, you know, kind of how they played it. But, I mean, questions have to be asked. I, I tweeted it out, you know, during the game on the official graphic that the team used to show the starting 11 plus the team, Russell Knauss was, was in the squad and we were not in the press box tonight, but you know, folks who were in the press box, black and red United, I think it was Jason Anderson who was yeah. there tonight tweeted out like he's, he's on the sheet I have in the press box. And so whatever thing was officially submitted to the league was different from what was given to media and, and well, you saw something from Goff, right? That it said that um, Earl Edwards Jr., who was in the stands tonight. Yeah, that was just an update here. Yeah. I guess he yeah. was in the stands but was named on the roster, and Canals was not named on the roster, but obviously everybody on the team, including him and the yeah. coaching staff, thought he was you know in the squad. Which was essentially last week's roster, which I think is 
probably what happened. I don't know. Speculating right now, yeah. but I mean, my frustration tonight started as soon as the the, the roster was or the, the starting eleven was released. I mean, not only should Russell Canals have been named in the squad, he should have been named in the starting lineup. Yeah, the rest of that was so, a mistake. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Uh, and you could have started him at two positions, like you I, say, I, right? I, I think. Yeah, yeah, he could have started in midfield for us. He, he's a safer bet than Nyman. I love seeing Nyman out there. He's probably. What is he? He's not. He's sixteen. He's not ready to start MLS yeah. games. Uh, not, uh, anyways, well, I mean, at this point, not, he is. Not the season's a, gone now, so you might as well. I mean, from here on out, if you're trying to win, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't start him over Russell Canals, who is fringe U.S. Men's National Team player, and then he yeah. also plays right back, where I think he could have performed better than COA today. I'm sticking with the abbreviation because <laughs> I, you guys who have listened know that. Uh, that whole story. Uh, yeah. And I think Russell is probably, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think maybe the media has gotten to Ben. Have I, I'm not including us in that chat, but uh, has the, have the questions in the press conference about just, just playing the youth gotten to him because it seemed I mean, that's what he did with the lineup. Today. I don't know, but he's definitely been very insistent in every press conference we've heard so far that he would not be playing the youth if they didn't deserve to be on the field. And it's not, he's not just like throwing them a bone right now. He's been, very insistent that they have been performing in practice and he's going to always put the team on the field that will he thinks has the best chance to win us the game and if that includes a 15 16 17 18 year old then that's what it's going to be but he's not just playing the kids he's playing the roster to win and i I love that attitude i just don't think it's being implemented correctly because (laughs) here's the thing how do you i mean put aside his his recent form right but but gressel didn't start last week he Olsen even said afterwards beside you know, the he, team's form right <laughs> but he said you know he gave he gave Yao the start because he felt like he earned it Yao had a golasso at the end of the game you know the week there the the I don't know couple days prior with the way time is nowadays right but like I don't understand what it was tonight and and let's say that that, that Yao might have had a slight edge just with how he's been playing but I mean Gressel's obviously got a bigger upside Gressel's playing Atlanta the team where he he spent his entire yeah. MLS career before coming here start him why yeah. would you not start it, him it was a point in in the pregame press conference two days before and we live tweet every time those those pregame press conferences someone asked I can't remember who but that someone asked does this give Gressel an edge? Will he find a spark playing against this old team that he was so successful for? And it's baffling. I broke down to you. He's also a player that can play in multiple positions. He can play right back, yep. right mid, and he's played in the midfield for us. It, it's just surprising to me that he he couldn't find a spot. And this this is where it got to me. Oh, man, it's so early in the show. But <laughs> this seems like a team that is being mismanaged now. That That is straight up mismanagement. I, I, mean, I, I between understand. that and the substitution, yes, those are those are textbook mismanagement <laughs> yeah. examples. I, I I don't know what to do there, and you know if even if you thought okay, fine, this we got a shot here, and and this is the team that's been working hard together all week in practice, right? And 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 you know it's been a full week, and I I even said that earlier today to you guys of like. I was feeling somewhat good before the lineups were released. Of like, it's been the first, first like full week off these guys have had in a long time. Like, yeah. they should be coming in fresh. They're playing a team that's not in good form, and you ship a goal in the fourth minute. Yeah. So I'm not buying that this was everything's been gelling in practice, and this was the starting eleven, and everything's good to go. You don't concede in the fourth minute like that. You know what Atlanta's going to throw at you? It's nothing special. Well, it normally is, and, and that's just how bad this was this is a broken Atlanta United team they yeah. don't they also don't have their DPs right now no. and, and they also don't have a coach yeah. uh, uh, and so it was really really bad to see that uh, man 
we we joked with our friends at Black and Red United on Twitter at halftime of yeah I think they said that this Atlanta roster tonight looked like an early rounds of the Open Cup <laughs> roster and I'll tell you man I think Loudon would have got on the board I mean we they they might have they might have shipped five or six you I'm, know I'm but, a Safo would have would have gotten one right I mean I just the the total lack of creativity in the attacking third was was abundantly clear again tonight there's just no i don't don't even know what the plan is i mean for for the entire first half was you know go down the right side whether it was dribble down the right side or long ball down the right side or cross down to the right corner and then it was either griffin or it was chris duyachum and it was like okay let's let's try to create some space and then spray across in and i don't know maybe kamara will be home maybe reyna will be home they weren't, though. Probably not. I mean, uh, also because it was really just the two of them in the box with not just the Atlanta defenders, but also their midfield who'd come, be- come back. Like, it was a, a cross sprayed in, but it had to have been, like, pinpoint accuracy. And I love Griffin, yeah, but I don't think he's going to hit those on a dime every time. And, I mean, he didn't tonight. So, yeah, it was frustrating. We, we didn't have that creativity up top. Um, you know, there were a couple times when you felt like maybe it would build, but... I don't know. They just like really took advantage. And like you said, that goal happened in the fourth minute. I think we all like hung our heads a little bit and <laughs> man, I don't know. <laughs> Sam, who is always searching for the positives. Uh, can't, can't find one tonight. Yeah, I'm it, it struggling seems, a little bit right uh, now. I, I cannot wait for Ben Olsen's press conference, which is coming soon. Uh, I know all our listeners, especially tonight, want to, want to hear Ben's thoughts. He will be up at the podium, as John said, and as as well as Birnbaum. Yeah, uh, we're expecting to hear from from either of them any moment. And, I, guys, I, I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last time we see Ben Olsen face the media. He said it. I, 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 John I, said that to us multiple times, and we held him back, guys, because, like, I don't know. I don't want to jump the gun with that, right? Club legend. I, I, I'm, that's not necessarily me saying he should go, although we can talk about that, but I, I don't know how you come back from a performance like this. Everything went wrong. Oh, everything. From, from, the, from the start of the game to whatever that substitution mess was, things weren't great this season to begin with, but I think now the question that I would expect ownership to be asking is, what could go worse? We saw, because we kept saying that today. What could go worse? Okay, that crazy substitution thing. What could go worse? Well, okay, but that happened there, gets right? subbed I, out, Like, it's a red card, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I would have serious questions for him about where he brings this team now because we haven't seen progression this season, right? Like, we, we've seen spark. I, I have at least seen sparks of it in some of the games. Sure. But overall, like, every game has just it, – it feels like gotten lower and lower and it feels like the players are getting more and more frustrated. And, I mean, some something has to – happened that has not happened yet yeah this is a new frontier for me I mean I, I've I've never been Olsen out yeah. I, you hear it a lot from this fan base and, and I, I I understand why but I I've always been a stick with your coach kind of guys make those changes in the offseason have somebody in mind to come in don't pull the trigger too early I've also never been this far in last place I, I wasn't around in 2013 right so <laughs> to me this team's on track very clearly to finish last you're not going to bring in a, 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 a great new head coach or even a permanent head coach this season if you make a change. So uh, to me, the question is, what do you lose by getting rid of Olsen and, and having a Chad Ashton come in and just be the caretaker manager for the rest of the year? So I, I don't disagree, but just to play devil's advocate, because last episode after the last game, we were like, yeah, but 
a lot's not going Ben's way. Like, who can expect that half your starting lineup is going to be injured right now, right? So, like, I just want everyone to, in the room and in the comments, too, we'll we'll chat about the comments, but I just want you all to verbalize, like, what makes this different in your eyes. And so I've I've stood by it. And we made the argument last time that, it's not just been it's the organization that needs to change and i know a lot yep. of people in the chat and on twitter were like oh the stream is broke this team doesn't care they don't want us to watch the games they're that bad that's not true there there are individuals in the team in the team in the front office that care very much uh yeah this team has a lot of awesome people that work for it that's they for really sure. do they really do if you read any uh, i mean there's athletic articles about uh, rory doing great things and, and and the movements that have started come out of dc united are really great but the uh, it is an organizational problem for the soccer right now. And, yeah. and I, I don't think it's starts and stops with Ben Olsen, but it'll, like John said, what do we, we, I don't think we gain anything by keeping Ben on for the rest of the year. And, we, and I, I don't think we lose anything either by letting him go, except it's going to hurt a little bit. At least. Yeah. And, and I, I, his contract when he signed a recent extension actually does, I think, guarantee him a role in, in, the, in the front office or something like that. And I'll be honest with you, rock on. I don't have a problem I, with that. So that, that's been a thing that Ben has been asked about leaving DC United for a long time now. Uh, and he's been kind of blase about it. Like he, he, does, yeah. he was like, uh, basically, he was like, I don't, I don't care if I coach this team. I, I'm serving this role. And so, yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's for the best. Uh, I mean, uh, and I think we're about ready to go to the press conference. So we'll keep it. We'll keep a keen eye on that. But if I'm if I'm Ben and I get fired, I, I think I've done everything I could, and I don't know that the next person up is going to have that much more success with the hand they've been dealt. And, uh, and I think that's that's going to be telling when it whenever it happens, if it's this season or a decade from now, it's going to be interesting to see if if the next person in has much different success and I, and I think we're about ready to go to the press conference we want to switch over yeah let's do that now All right, we jumped the gun there a little bit, guys. We're we're very excited to hear what Coach has to say tonight, and we're also operating a man down on the show tonight. So normally, Michael Black has got a keen much like ear DC on, United uh, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Uh, but we do expect to go there in, in any second. Um, but I, uh, Sam, I, one of you guys was saying something before we jumped over. If I recall correctly. Oh, uh, I wanted to. Someone said Ashton is part of the problem. I think John said Ashton just because he's the next heir. Uh, but speaking of which, Ben is at the at the podium now, so we hey will. Ben, um, could you explain um, what went wrong with the uh, canal substitution? Who was at fault and how it all went down? I'm not going to go into who's at fault, Steve. I don't know what that does for anyone. Um. But, uh, yeah, I was informed that uh, he was not on the roster and uh, that we had to remove him from the game. And uh, obviously I wouldn't have taken Moses out if that was the the case. And then we kind of had to adapt and and put uh, Julian in there. And that's what happened. 
Thanks, Ben. We'll go to Jonathan Siegel next. Jonathan, go ahead. Hi, Ben. Just a quick follow-up on that. Um, what explanation was the ref giving you guys? There seemed to be a lot of back and forth and confusion. Just curious what you can share about that whole sequence, which from afar was admittedly very confusing. Well, I was confused as well, Jonathan. And uh, all I can tell you is that um, I was informed that he wasn't on the game day roster. And uh, that was a surprise to me and that I needed to take him off. Uh, they were working with the league to figure out whether that sub counted or what to do. They didn't, I don't think they had that scenario, though, that refereeing crew, uh, officiating crew, and they were trying to figure out with the league uh, what what happens uh, again, as far as does he come off? Does it count as a sub? Does it not count as a sub, et cetera? Thanks, Ben. We'll go back to Steve Goth. Steve, go ahead. Ben, you've been, um, you know, you've tried to stay optimistic during these hard times um, about turning this around. Um, how is your level of uh, optimism and your outlook after what? unfolded tonight. It's a, fragile, it's a fragile group right now. You could see that after the first goal. And, um, you know, I, I thought beginning of halftime, it was a good response. And uh, kind of the game went a little haywire there and, and, and we had to make some strange substitutions. Uh, but yeah, you know, just again, we're fragile. We're a fragile group. Uh, emotionally right now and and we are from a soccer standpoint not very good either so it's a it's a bad combination and uh, what we can do right now is, is um, be a better defensive group and and be tougher to play against than we were tonight and we can stay together and uh, you know I've been th I've been down this road once or twice before in my 10 years and uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's not an easy thing to get out of, but it's possible. And, um, you know, but we need to, uh, we need to start acting and, and playing in a better way, uh, both sides of the ball, uh, being mentally tougher, uh, being more combative and, uh, just frankly have more quality. Uh, and, and, and of course, you know, better coaching. That, that's always part of this. And, uh, you know, so I'll, uh, you know, it's uh, on the staff as well and, and myself to uh, put the right group out there. And we're, we're doing a lot of changing, whether it's personnel through injuries, a lot of structure changing. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been not, not the easiest year for the guys, but uh, I'm confident that they will, uh, stick together and we'll lick our wounds and, and try not to feel sorry for ourselves and, and get back out there and, and, and try to change course here. Thanks, Ben. We'll go to Nick Negrini next. Nick, go ahead. Hey, coach. Uh, this is Nick Negrini from Pursu Sports. So we're wondering about uh, you already lost two games um, at home. 
Also, the Peruvian players were calling to the national team, Edinson Flores and Jordi Reina. We know that Jordi Reina is going to start on your lineup in the last two games. How are you going to make the decision for them? And also, if was a surprise for you to get the call from the national team for Edison after his injury. Thank you. Well, yeah, we, we don't have Edison cleared right now. Um, so, uh, yes, I was certainly surprised on that. And um, uh, I don't make those decisions on call-ups. Uh, I got enough to worry about right now with the group and trying to uh, steer this team uh, in the right direction. So uh, uh, I'll, uh, uh, that, that's, a, that's a management decision on what they're going to do with that. Thanks, Ben. I don't see any other questions. Appreciate your time. Well, one of the things we can always count on from Coach is an honest assessment of what's going on with the team, and I don't think he held back a whole lot there. We've heard after the past couple games that spirits are still high and that, that they're optimistic, and we didn't hear that tonight. He said the group is fragile. Um, you saw that after the first goal, and he admitted from a soccer standpoint, we're not very good, and that's not a good combination, and he even called out, you know, Everyone, including the coaching staff, in part of that. So a pretty frank assessment from from Olsen tonight. And as we get ready to hear from, from Steven Birnbaum here in a, in a few minutes from the from the captain's perspective. But, guys, what are your takeaways? I mean, he didn't provide a way forward. And I don't know that it's, like, just objectively, like, right after this I don't know that it's fair for him to come out with like a 14 point plan of like all right here's what we're doing now because he obviously would have done that this game right like if he knew how he wanted to redirect this DC United ship he would have been doing it right now um but it's also so but that being said it's frustrating to hear that our coach doesn't have a super solid plan forward right he didn't have like well this is what we're going to start doing and we've heard that a little bit from the prior press conferences um but he, he didn't provide that for us tonight, which is frustrating. And again, it's not something I would have expected to hear tonight, but there was no even glimpse of like, here's what we're going to do next. So, yeah. And, and I mean, to one point, not a ton of questions about what took place on the field from the yeah. media either. You know, we had two questions about the substitution and, and one question about the international call-ups, which by the way um, is a whole debacle in itself. Yeah. What's going to be happening here in the next few days. And it was one of the points I made to you guys venting my frustrations pregame about the lineup is like, you're about to lose half these guys potentially probably to international call-ups. I, I mean, why, why wouldn't you give them more time tonight? I, I guess one, one lens on that would be, you know, okay, we play this lineup here, and then we sub those guys in if we need them, but just building continuity, right? You've got more time with some of the folks that are going to be available for the next couple games, but I, I just, it kills me, and, and, and I don't know. Am I the only one that felt like tonight was must-win? I, no, I agree. I oh, I think it was at least must-play better, right? Like, <laughs> I would have even been okay if we'd, like... We're going to put that on T-shirts. <laughs> must-play better. I like it. I mean, like... Always applicable. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we'd come out and like played well and like strung passes together and had creativity up front. Um, I, I, we'll get back to it. I think we're about to go live to the press conference. Yep, let's cut with to Captain. Steven Burnbaum. 
try to get through some. I'll give it just a minute. All right, we're going to go ahead and go to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead. Hey, Steve. Uh, what um, what are your thoughts after uh, not just the result, but the the way it unfolded, and uh, what the what the mindset of the team is at this moment? Yeah, um, I think this has to be well, you know, turning point for us. I mean, this is uh, one of the worst losses I think I've been a part of. Um, one of them, and uh, you know, it's kind of been trending in that direction. So. Um, you know, we have to come together right now, um, look each other in the eyes and, and uh, you know, know when we don't play well and, and hold each other accountable and um, try and figure out a way to, to fix it because we only have a, a couple games left to, to do anything this year. And, and uh, you know, we, we, uh, we can't keep playing like that because that was, uh, you know, pretty miserable. Thanks, Steve. We'll go to Jonathan Siegel next. Jonathan, go ahead. Hi, Steve. This is Jonathan Siegel from MLSoccer.com. Um, the, the substitution incident with Canals just after halftime, how did you observe that as a player and what impact, if any, do you think that had on the match? Because it was very confusing from afar and I'd imagine there's some sort of influence on the game. I mean, I think uh, I've never been a part of something like that. Um, so I'm not really sure rules are or whatever um but uh you know obviously i don't think we would have made that sub if we knew you know whatever happened um because you know we didn't really have a center mid after that um i don't think that played a part in um the way the game unfolded i think that the way the game unfolded was due to our mentality as a group and uh the non-collectiveness um and I don't think that that played a role in it. So, um, you know, if that answers your question. Thanks, Steve. We'll go back to Steve Goff. Steve, go ahead. Steve, um, Ben said this, you know, this is kind of a, this is a fragile group right now and allowing a goal in the fourth minute really um, had an impact. Would you, would you concur with that or um, how would you uh, assess it? Yeah, I think uh, that's, that's definitely plays a factor. I mean, I think, uh, you know, if you look at our, our past games, you know, we're, I think we're, we're mentally a little soft in the way, in that way, because we're not scoring a ton of goals. So we feel as if it seems like, um, you know, if, if we get a goal scored on us, it's, it's, it's tough because, um, you know, goals aren't flowing for us right now. So, you know, we're, we're, we're struggling to score. And obviously tonight we were struggling to defend. Um, but I think it, it takes a toll on us um, as a group when, you know, we can't score a ton of goals and, you know, if one goes in, then, you know, we're, we're chasing the game and it's already tough from the beginning if we're, we haven't scored a ton. Thanks, Steve. There's no more questions. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Well, some serious ownership there uh, from Steven Birnbaum, but it raises some questions, man. He said this might have been the worst loss he's ever been part of it and said it's, it's, it's gotta be a turning point. But it, yeah, it is. I think it is. Someone brought it up in the YouTube chat early in the show that this one feels worse than that LAFC game that we all thought we, I mean, both teams were top of the table. We thought we were, we were hot shit going into that game. And then we got beat for nothing down a man too. But yeah. this feels worse because of the way the season's gone for the team. 
Yeah, I, I mean, wow, that LAFC game was bad. But that, <laughs> but that was back when we had like hope and a, and a right. chance and, and a roster that I believed in. Like those things are long gone. But <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's so. So is it the roster you don't believe in right now? I don't believe in anything right now. Okay. I mean, on paper, I think this is a good roster, but I'm 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 just as dumbfounded as I assume the coaching staff is as to why we're not getting anything out of it. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of injuries. We talked about that, but yeah. come on, man, you can't ship four goals to Atlanta at home. Not, and and the biggest problem when we talked about it during that, and Steven even brought it up, this team can't score. So as soon as you concede, which was all the way in the fourth minute tonight the game's kind of over at that point. (laughs) That's where I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. Sorry. I came in hot right there. (laughs) No, we we were boosting everything because Steven was real quiet on the press conference. Um, I think he was the most raw I've ever heard him. You can usually count on Steve um, to be a DC United man through and through and to be very polished and believe in the system. Um, But yeah, for him to say that this was the, one of the worst losses he's ever been a part of for him to say that even like that whole substitution debacle, he, he was like, that. that's not why we lost like that, though. Like, that yeah, that it, has it no bearing on the rest of the game, really. Like, I mean, I think it's good that he took that ownership, but it, it's not enough. And we've seen all season that it's not enough to just be taking ownership because we've heard players frustrated before now. I, I, I really, I don't know. I wonder if he got to hear the Olsen interview or, yeah, where the, where Olsen said they were fragile. Um, because uh, hearing that as a, as a captain and a player of a team. I think he agreed with it. Yeah, he agreed. Like, I don't think that was news to him. Man. I mean, he, he is much. For as... me as a fan, hearing that the team is fragile right now is not great. And, and, and like Justin, we, we haven't come, we haven't won a game in which the other team has scored in since Miami, since we were allowed to be there. Um, just how long to go that feels. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, calling call a spade a spade, like, We've only won two games, so it was kind of quick to yeah. <laughs> cross-reference the, the two wins. Uh, but, yeah, it's – and I, I don't know. I mean, here, one thing to, to keep in mind, though, is, like, think how fragile this fan base has been for the past few months, right? I mean, I guess I wasn't as surprised to hear that the locker room is now a little bit – We were surprised you, you, to hear that it wasn't up until this point. Cause this yeah. is, we've been hearing week in and week out that the locker room is fine. We're a little rattled, but, you know, we're going to – wrap our heads around it and go into the next game um sorry to cut you off john but i just wanted to point out that this is the i think we all assumed that was the case and then every week we heard that it wasn't and we were a little bit like okay at least for me i was like okay maybe this is where we get to turn it around then like i I, I don't know if i believe them i I know that's what they should say in the situation it is surprising to hear them acknowledge that they know that they are I don't know. Bad, I guess. I, it's tonight was the first night that I think was just completely devoid of any positives. I mean, I know. Y- y- you look at the NYCFC game that a lot of fans really wrote the team off after, and you can at least say that they kept a clean sheet and they performed very well defensively. You can trash everything else and be right, but they at least did that. I, I don't know what went right tonight, guys. Well, what do you take from tonight? It was interesting to me too to hear um, Stephen say that potentially um if they had known that canals wouldn't well yeah wasn't on the roster they would have left moses on um which that was my question at in the moment i was like well if if the sub kind of didn't happen can't he just come back on the field um but i saw i don't remember who it was but someone on twitter um kind of 
at seeing that substitution was like, was was Moses the issue in that first half? Like, I was a little bit surprised to have seen him oh, taken yeah. off. The, um, Moses so, and Yao were taken off, and I felt like they were two of the – well, maybe Nyman was good, but Yao was the best player on the field as far as effort. So and what, and so what do you what, expect Canals to bring to the offense then? Because that's not what we know Russell for. So why do yeah. you think that sub was made? I, I think it was part of the recovery plan for Russ. I, I think it was like – you know, he, he was still nursing, what was it, his hamstring that he hurt, you know, and, and he, he, he started against Nashville and, and got himself taken out, but even Olsen said he was coming off at halftime that night anyway. So I think he was going to get a chunk of minutes tonight regardless. I think I, I know I would have started him and taken him off at halftime if that was my plan instead of the converse here. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I don't get it, but, you know, the, the crazy thing to me is just, just looking through some stats here. Uh, Atlanta obviously scored four goals tonight on four shots on target their expected goals were 1.62 dc united 0.35 expected goals tonight and, and they didn't go down a man until what the 88th minute it's, we, not good, it's not good enough i don't think we had a shot on target the whole game we did not have a shot on target the entire game um we made brooks Lennon, an mls veteran who's been passed around a couple teams uh, at least look like a world beater he had a goal and an assist and, and just blew apart our defense before halftime i i don't know i I, i'm seeing comments uh, john people are asking you to defend your your thoughts on this good roster besides the homegrowns hamid birnbaum and areola who else would you keep i guess is the question well i mean so starting at the top you've got uh, uh, hamid's to me still a world-class goalkeeper um I, i think the the center back pairing of of birnbaum and briant while brown's at the end of his MLS career, if we're being honest, they're, they're typically not a problem. And you've got Donovan Pines coming in. So I, I felt pretty good there. Um, outside backs, you know, I, Chris Dewey Ostrom's obviously coming into his own. He's better attacking than he is defending he right now. He had a now. bad game tonight. He, he did. He had a bad game defensively, but he looked all right offensively. That's you know? not. And that's, that's not what you want out of, out of a right back for sure. Um, but I don't think all around he was trash tonight. I think he struggled defensively. And, and I think he put in probably the best cross of the night from about midfield. And to me, the problem is a guy like Ola Kamara, what's the excuse, right? On paper, I don't I understand. Mean, of all people, Joshua, like, right, you said, you said 20 goals this season, and I didn't think that was that crazy. I don't know if he's going to get to five. How many does he have? Will right someone now? on this team Two, get to five? I think. Uh, probably not. Uh, the team might not score five in the remaining eight games. I'm going to come to John's defense. I don't think it's um, necessarily a. a roster issue obviously like it's unrealistic it's to not say a good roster DC- i don't think i don't, I don't think, think it's, it's a, a bad bottom roster, of MLS roster yeah roster, and that's the thing that's is fine. like also yeah. like you've got fish on the bench i was i thought that he should have gotten the start mm-hmm. today you've i mean you're gressel's man dude like you have gressel who should have probably had a better impact um i don't i don't think this is necessarily an mls roster winning team but i think that it's a lot MLS better than winning roster you mean what did I say? MLS something. Okay. Apologies. Go yeah. MLS, <laughs> MLS cup winning. Um, I was tracking. Apologies for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's the best roster in the league no. by any stretch of the imagination, but I also think I that it's a decent last. roster. Exactly. Uh, I think I, that I think it's a roster that I could show up and watch every week if it were, if they were playing better than they were they now. Be and it's better not, than this. And this it's roster. not out of the realm of possibility to expect that they would be better than this. And it's, it's, it's a mismanaged roster. I don't think yeah. we're seeing the potential. Look, guys, I understand. It's easy to say this a bad roster. That's that's quick, easy. You can just disagree. disregard all the talent the players have. But have Ola talent, Kamara though. has scored 
double-digit goals for multiple MLS teams. I've said this so many times on the podcast, this is annoying, but I'll just go through that. Gressel is a, a very good player in the MLS. We weren't yep. the only team trying to get him from Atlanta, yep. and he was MLS Rookie of the Year, had multiple assists every year, it, it, won an MLS Cup. Reyna is a good player. He was on a Vancouver team that is very bad. He's been very good for us since since we acquired him. Yeah, yeah. I can keep going through the list. Assad was a world beater with Atlanta too. And, and come on, like, well, he, he played well for us the first time around. And 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 obviously, we're just talking about players that are available right now. I mean, you've right. got Flores was a colossal disappointment this season, but I don't think he got a whole he lot got of three consistency right. under him. Right, and then and then he's hurt right now. Um, uh, Paul Ariola missing is a massive dent in this team for sure. And we've talked about those guys coming back, but all this is to say, this is not a last place in MLS roster. And I firmly believe that, which yeah. is a little uh, bit, we, we, we got Chris to come around and, and thank you for listening. <laughs> because, for sticking with because us. Thank yeah. you to everyone for listening to us. Cause God bless if you watch the game and then you wanted more Look, afterwards. We agree that there's so much <laughs> wrong with this with team us. right now. And I don't know. I would love to see. I want to figure out with you guys what what is wrong exactly, and hope that the team addresses that. Completely agree. Um, I would hope to see some significant signings um, in the off season. I, I will agree. Like having been a DC United fan, I was super excited to see Assad come back. But even in the moment, I was like, I don't know that he's the answer though. Like going into the season, we knew that we needed forwards who were able to finish. Then we brought him in, and I don't think that I, he was brought in to replace Stiebler. <laughs> Who we paid a million dollars for a couple of years. Yeah, but come on, man. Who else could you get? Zoltan. <laughs> I mean, that was cool, right? The camera, that like was it. at least <laughs> worth some money, right? Uh, I think there's a guy from Sweden that could have done that. But anyway. uh, <laughs> yeah, well. So, yeah, I just I don't think it's necessarily a roster Zlatan. issue, but also if you've listened to any of our shows in the past, you will know that I come from the point of view that, like, it's the onus is also on the players, right? Like, yeah potentially management isn't um, putting them in the best situation. But also if you go down a goal, like it's on you to be mentally tough and it's on you to mentally bring your team up. And that's a hard thing to do, but it's also, you're all working, you're all doing a job, right? And you just, sometimes you just need to be positive and you need to figure out how to pick yourself up. We've all made mistakes in the workplace, right? And we figured out how to pick ourselves back up. And there's nobody in this locker room who looks over at everybody and says like, Pick it up. Like there's nobody who's able to lift this team and able to give them a burst of energy or give them a burst of confidence. And like from that point of view, yeah, that absolutely is on the roster because it only takes one to look at everyone and say like, this is unacceptable and it's stopping now because they kind of all go out in the field and they're like, oh, well, let's see what happens tonight. Right? Like you heard Birnbaum yeah. say we went down a goal and the whole team is kind of like, well, there went that game. Like that's unacceptable, yeah. especially from your captain. And I understand where that's coming from, but also like, anybody on this roster can look at everyone else and say like cut it out like cut the shit everybody needs to pick it up right now we're live here on tried and true the dc united <laughs> postgame podcast presented by heineken and and I, I sam i think this is the most uh agitated with the team we've seen you this year and, and i love to see I'm it agitated? Um, i can't be positive i, 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 I know <laughs> i know and and we you know we're, we're hearing a lot on youtube and and uh you know you can always text in or or call in uh, using our call in line at 202-892-6328. Is the gulp in reference to the size of text message you just received? Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, well, I, I think it's a, a very fair point. You know, Olsen called out the team for being, quote, frauds after the Nashville loss. And, and we didn't see much of a response last week. And then all of a sudden, now they're fragile. And it's like, well, where is it? And and where's the accountability, uh, you know, for the coach is the text we have here. It's It's quite lengthy I, I don't want to read it all but basically calling for you know hey at what point do the players say 
we got to get this coach out of here. We can't do it with him anymore. I mean, to do the, I, I don't think this is the locker room that's going to do something like that. Um, but it, it's an interesting dichotomy to me between a couple games ago, players are frauds and now they're fragile. And I, yeah, it's not great. And, and that's what I said uh, about Burnbob. Maybe not. He agreed, but also it, that's not what you want to hear about your squad as a group. And when we saw in Atlanta, they got rid of Tata. Or, or they lost Tata, and then they brought in a coach that didn't have the same kind of ideas and thoughts about how the game should be played, and, and they didn't immediately get rid of him. They they suffered for about a year or so with a coach that didn't align with what the team's mission was, with the you players did, at all. You saw the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it took. Are oh, you talking about Chris Armas? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, he was there a long time. So I I don't think a, a locker room is able to flip a coach like that in this league. I, I, I agree. I hear what you're saying. I think that a, a locker room can prevent it being a four, nothing loss though. Like you watch these games and you can tell that the players don't think that they have it in themselves. And that's not on a coach to figure out. Like that's on yourself to figure out too. Again, we've all made mistakes in the workplace and figured out how to turn it around. Right. Like we've all seen our friends go through hard times and been there and picked them back up. So I think that it is a little bit on the players. When you lose 4-0 at home to another team that's as close to the basement as you are, it's on everyone. And and I think we saw that exemplified think, tonight even yeah. with the with the substitution issue, right? I mean, and, and, and we talked a bit like, you know, this this organization's taken a lot of cuts over the past year or so, which which makes it really challenging to, to stay afloat off the field as well. Mm-hmm. But, it, guys, is anything going right? for yeah. this team right now and that's I, my I don't, point, I don't think that it it's is. on everybody it, yeah. i'm not trying to excuse the coaching staff i'm not trying to say it's just on the players i'm trying to say no. that it's not just on the coaching staff though, sure. right it's absolutely on everybody like you said it's probably also the fact that dc united has taken a lot of cuts you know a lot of the staff has been fired um due to covid issues that was a big news thing um that everyone was chirping about on twitter so it's probably also very hard then when you see your friends getting fired around you and everything like that. And then everyone who's left has to take on a little bit of a larger load. I'm sure it's just hard all around and that partially makes it on everybody. You've heard our thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts live on tried and true. The DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken. You can uh, text the show or give us a call at 202-892-6328. That's 202-892-6328. 6328 we're also up in youtube and and on the on the twitters and we have a comment in here oh no i was pointing down to the phone number oh look at that i appreciate it when you put it on the screen it it makes it less likely that i will i will muddle through it um you know it's funny we have a fan texting and saying you know hey talon could still lift the team which raises another question why don't we at least see Talon in the stands? I mean, of all the scandals with this team. I right think now. we learned tonight we could have gotten four minutes out of Talon before Perot realized. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> could have potentially brought him on. I mean, oh, man. It's, uh, it's not great. Uh, shambolic is, is the only word that, that comes to mind. Yeah, I, I think we've gotten to the point in the season where we are just putting kids in the positions and, and we give them passes as fans because they're they're actually children. Uh, but any professional soccer player that should be filling that role should not be making the mistakes that's that's happening out there. I, I don't think Talon, <laughs> if he's still like employed by this team, uh, would do a better job. But well, I caught myself in the first half. You know, I Nyman made a bad play, and I was like, "Come on, Moses, you're better than that." But then it's like, "Well, is he?" I mean, he's only 16. But then 
but then I pause and I hear what what Olson tells us regularly, and and we'll finish that thought here in a second. Um, we've got a caller. Good evening. You're live on Tried and True. What's what's on your mind? Hi. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Dennis calling, and um, I just wanted uh, to say how frustrated as a DC United fan I am tonight. Uh, the poor performance. You could see them since the fourth minute, which you know it was. The, the game was not even streamed. And I was, as a fan, I'm thinking, maybe they don't want to stream the game because they don't want to see how embarrassing they are and they don't want to get us wrapped up as DC United fans. But then, brought the match up, you know, back up in the online, saw that the kids that were playing, like um, Yao and Neyman, are getting crushed in the midfield. So the moment that you see that your kids cannot play games like this kind of, you know, these tough games, you put your defensive midfielders like Gressel, well, which Gressel is defensive, but like you put people who can like stand up to that kind of uh, playing uh, roughness. Because remember, you got to play your kids when you, like Philadelphia Union is doing when they have, they know, they figure it out, they're winning 3-0, they play their kids, they win 6-0, or for example, you know, just like an example. Yeah. Uh, but the management cannot, like, you cannot be calling out your players like that, call, calling them fraud, calling them fragile mentally, and also lack of football skills. Because as management, you choose the players that you want for your roster, which, again, it's also so embarrassing that what DC United went through today, showing the, the whole MLS that we can't even put in a roster, like, you know, like mess up our roster. They probably just fill in the, the last roster because we just saw the same lineup from last game. And they just probably, yeah. you know, they didn't do their job well. Like, it, it seems like, like you guys are saying, like, it's everyone's fault, even management, players, coaching. It's just... They're making, you know, this legendary team, this legendary franchise look so poor, like Nashville crushes, you know, teams like that are just new to this game, to this league are crushing us and it's unacceptable. Like there has to be major changes from management. Uh, I think like you guys are saying, this roster is a good roster to, it's not an MLS winning roster but it's an at least a playoff roster and right now we're like bottom of the table so just very yeah. frustrated and one last thing to say all thing out <laughs> well hey thank you so much for the call we i think you speak for a lot of the friend a lot of a lot of fan base really with yeah. with kind of where we're all feeling here i a couple things that just immediately come to mind and, and we've talked a little bit before on the show but the union model is is one of the best yeah. in mls at, at, at developing young players and bringing them in the the only small thing i would contest about what you said there was it would i would love to sub our kids on winning three nil but yeah uh, good god we can't even score a goal <laughs> you know so we, we so getting been... to a lead and then bringing your kids yeah. on is 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 obviously a missing piece for this team right now but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the that's the model. Yeah, yeah. one thing. Go ahead. Uh, we 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 talked about about that before, and I I think the conversation ended with that. But I was yeah. like, it's not good to put these kids in the position where they're they're sixteen, eighteen, 
going against MLS veterans and losing. But like John just said, we, we don't have any other option right now. We're not winning games by a lot or, or even taking leads in the halftime or the 70th minute. So so you got to play them or just sit them, and I'd prefer to play them. Yeah, you're right. I appreciate Dennis calling. I, I, I think we all share in a lot of his frustrations. Um, one of the first things he said, though, that I wanted to touch on that we haven't touched on yet in this yeah. podcast um, was the fact that the stream was down for DC United. I saw a lot of frustrated people on Twitter, rightfully so. Um, but I think people got maybe a little con- conspiracy theory. That's <laughs> <laughs> the world we live in nowadays. Um, about potentially thinking that this was intentional from DC United. And I just have to say that I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I think, think as we've mentioned, happened. a lot of people have let been let go. Um, the people who are working for the team are um, pretty stretched thin. I'm not trying to make excuses. It was pretty unacceptable that fans couldn't watch the game. But I will also say that, like, it, it's not up to DC United. Um, it, it was up to WJLA. They're the ones who said that this game was blacked out on ESPN plus because they're the people yeah. that we have broadcast rights with. And the streams um, worked great all season. I mean, this, this yeah, was the first exactly. time we've, we've had a hiccup. Let, let's remember flow last year. Yeah, like that was well, a lot worse. Right. I mean, luckily we're not, we're not paying out of pocket for, for this stream. And I, right. I, so it was, it was very frustrating. I understand. Um, absolutely. Fans should have been able to watch the game. A lot of people, have cut the cable cord. Um, you, you can't go to a bar and watch it. So I completely yeah. understand that people were just kind of left. Um, we had it up on the Spanish ESPN Plus, which we were... Which apparently w- became blacked out at some point in the night. Oh, I, okay. I saw some screenshots on Twitter. We must have got it up beforehand and they, they yeah, didn't so we it, Yeah, but... we were on that and then switched over um, right when the dcunited.com slash stream came up. Um, so I completely understand the frustrations. I'm not trying to take that away. I'm just saying that I don't think that DC United thought that fans shouldn't watch the games. And, they were trying to cut we it. Or related whatever. to this, but, but someone also asked who was responsible for, for that match roster that was improperly sent up. And, and I... I subscribe to the belief that you cannot delegate responsibility. You can you can delegate the job, you can delegate tasks, but you can't you can't take responsibility. So, the the stream not being great tonight, it's up to the ownership. They need to hire enough people or, or better people or, or improve the people they have to get to the point where we don't have those problems anymore. The, the, the streams have been great. It's great that they decided to do that this year. They could be better. Um, love having Dave Johnson on. Let's not take the things that we have for granted. But yes, <laughs> let's acknowledge that it could be better and not try to find some DCI yeah. staffer to blame. Yeah, for that. and I have to assume right. that like many people look at that roster before it gets right. submitted, right? Uh, like that I'm, is a very major I'm, important task. So whoever is the one who actually hit send on that email, I'm not trying to say that they need to lose their jobs, right? A no. lot of people would have had nope. to have proofread that. I would put that on Ben Olsen. Ben Olsen needs to check that before it goes up. Well, in the entire coaching staff, right? Like how, how, did, how does a player end up dressed and and sitting in in the dugout or whatever we're and calling that area up, now, yeah. right? Warmed up, went in the on locker the room at halftime. No, he was not in the locker in, room. He was on the field warming up. Warming up. Then then he then he subs in. I mean, I, to me, the buck stops with the fourth official on on letting the substitute happen. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I've never refereed in soccer. I umpired little league baseball a long time <laughs> ago. Very different, but. I guess I don't know a whole lot of the other jobs the fourth official has when a substitution's happening other than to look down and validate that the person they want to bring on is on the list of, you know, seven to ten, depending on <laughs> pandemic or not, players that could come in. So so a lot of that to me, like, it, it never should have happened, right? It, it should have been like, no, you can't make this substitution. Um, but within the team itself, yeah, 
how many people see that? It, it's not a one-person thing. Come on, this is a team, and, and, and that's the that's the problem right now is that I, I nothing's think, going right. I think there will be an investigation. I think DC and I will be fine, which is going to hurt on top of all of the – we are the basement right now. Yeah. So I think I had seen that this happened at FC Dallas, um, which I had said we – I jokingly yeah. said we broke records. I, that This is what I was referring to. Apparently, that's not even the case right now. Uh, but yeah, I think Can't it even had break records, right? <laughs> but I think it had happened to FC Dallas and they were fined a hundred thousand dollars, even when the referees said that it was partially their fault. I think it was just the headline that I saw. Um, I don't remember who tweeted it out. I feel like it was on Pablo Mara's yeah, the little if- thread. I don't remember if he was the one who did it though. I think John's looking I, for it. I think it. he was. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to look for it here. I'm trying to stall for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, there, there was basically a point in time here where, where the, the FIFA ruling I think is, if a substitute is made uh, that, that's that's ineligible, it's like a four thousand Swiss franc fine or something because we can thank our friends in Switzerland. Uh, that's where FIFA headquarters are. But I mean, that's I, I don't know what the current exchange rate is, but that's not a hundred thousand dollars. It's not even close. So I, I don't know like what happened in that FC Dallas situation well, for it to be that much. Their own yeah, fines I guess that's as true. Well. Um, but not not great. I. But I think right before the call, and again, the phone line is still open if, if folks are out there and want to get a little something off their chest, 202-892-6328. We're here for you. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about my frustration with no, with Moses at the beginning uh, of the game and kind of caught myself like, this dude's 16, like, you know, go easier on him than you would some of the other players. But then it's I hear Coach Olsen telling me after all the, you know, all the press conferences that, Sam, like you pointed out at the beginning of the show, He's putting in the best players, you know, to win the game. So, I don't know. Part of me is like, well, maybe I shouldn't be cutting the young kids some slack because apparently they're better than some of the guys that we're paying, you know, pretty penny for. Not that we've got full DP slots here, but they're certainly make, you know, the the guys that Nyman and Yao are starting over right now are making more money than them, and they've got a lot more experience than them. So I I don't I don't know what to do with that. You know, when when Olsen says that that's the best team we have to go out there and win a game. Yet they're so young and and they've got you know such a bright future ahead and 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 that that's where I struggle too of like these guys are the future of the team and I'm so excited for it and and there's a big part of me that's like man it hurts that it's here today but the lumps that those kids are taking now are only gonna pay dividends you know next year and the year after and and as they continue to grow into this sport yeah and they're learning a lot about what it means to like be in a losing team and pick yourself up back up and what probably pretty sad locker room situations and feelings are you know like I don't know you're right they are doing they are getting a lot of experience right now um something I do want to talk about also is the red card that happened because that is just three four five six on what went wrong tonight but um what do you all think because I I think (laughs) my opinion differed a lot from what I saw on Twitter so and I think John kind of agreed Uh, with me uh, Joshua I'll let you go first oh man it could be a red card. He went in two feet, didn't get the ball. Studs down. Studs down, two feet, didn't get the ball. Kind of the last man. I, I don't know. I, it depends on your interpretation. The ref thought it was the last man. And he gets the call. The VAR decided that that was an incorrect call. And so the red card stands. I don't have a problem with it. I hope that Pines gets to play now <laughs> and maybe I don't understand why we're doing a whole youth movement and Pines is not starting over the That's 35 year old. Good but that, point. that is yeah. a separate issue. John. <laughs> no, it wasn't a red to me at all. I mean, it, look, it was, it was a dangerous challenge. It was a foul. I could have lived with a yellow, 
But I, at the end of the day, it wasn't a denial of goal scoring opportunity because there's another player back. It, it's pretty clear cut to me. They gave a red on the field, so they they go, they look at it. Was it a clear and obvious error? To me, it was. There was a guy back there that could that could have made a play. You rescind yeah. the red, you Steven give him the yellow, was- and and you move on. I agree. Steven was beyond the play. I think even like we were sitting there and I think you could two were looking down at your phones like on Twitter. And I was like, well, Brian just got a red and you looked up and watched the replay and you were like, no, that's not a red card. And I was like, no, I saw the red. <laughs> so I was like, it was pocket. issued. And I was like, <laughs> what <has> already happened? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. To me, it's absolutely not a red card. Who was that? Was it Assad at the end or junior yeah, Assad with a scissor kick? Yeah. That yeah. was more a red card. Yeah. Absolutely. To me than what Brian had. I it, it wasn't, it was a stupid tackle. It was not studs up. It was not especially dangerous. And Steven was beyond the play and was making the cut in to be that second man to go for it. Absolutely not a red card for me. I think that was ridiculous. Well, it looks like Major League Soccer has either released an official statement or at least a comment on the debacle uh, on the substitution. They said the change which DC United made at halftime still counted against their allocation of substitutes and substitution opportunities. Major League Soccer will further investigate this situation. The player who entered the game was not listed on the official match roster. After 2 minutes and 16 seconds, the match officials recognized the error, which is exactly, this is, these are my words, which is exactly 2 minutes and 16 seconds too late. Uh, <laughs> back, to b- the back to the quote. Uh, the match officials recognized the error. Uh, the player was immediately removed from the field and replaced by a substitute who was listed on the official match roster. So, I, I, I mean... The shit show continues on this one, and it, and it's and it's beyond just the teams and the officials tonight. Then, because Major League Soccer was contacted. I mean, we had great audio on on the local broadcast of of yeah. the the official tonight trying to communicate to both coaches. They're saying they're on the phone with the league. They said that they clearly said that this is the, the the officials that the substitution does not count, and it was as if you know Russell Canals didn't even exist, yeah. right? And they they just they brought someone else in for Moses, which. Fair point you had, Sam. Of like, I don't understand why Moses couldn't have just gone back out there at that yeah, point. Yeah, if, if it didn't count as but, a substitution, shouldn't Moses have returned to the field? Is he, my question. Yeah, and but at this point, for for MLS to say something totally different, uh, guys. Because then, how many substitutions? <laughs> who's on first? How many substitutions did we then have after that? Because what you just read from MLS said that that sub counted, right? Yeah, I think that's what, that's what the quote from Goff says. So, but so let's check did, the official. We'll, we'll check the. Did app we have an extra sub then? Like, apologies for not remembering this off the top of my head but i didn't think i really needed to pay attention to it right because i thought that it had been solved Um, this is also an indictment on pro who we've had issues with i mean we had issues with them last game and the game before and almost every game they are not good Um, (laughs) dc united is not good mls is kind of fun though it's weird you get to see (laughs) stuff like this every week so, uh, according to the official Major League Soccer app, at halftime, Gressel came on for Yao. It's not, and a, they have, not a window, right? It's not, it's a, not window. a window. They have updated the record to reflect that Paredes came on for Nyman, which is obviously not how it played Some out. Okay, so, that's, that's, two. that's two that's substitutions, two. still zero windows. And that counted at halftime because I thought at live the ref said it did count as a window still. Uh According to the game summary, they've got both of them at the 45th minute. So right. we're already off the rails. Uh, Sorry, two sort- subs, potentially one window. Yep. Uh, Maybe I, a little half window. I mean, we'll go with a half window. Sorga came on for Kamara in the 67th. So that's three subs and, and to me, one window. Yeah. And then Pines came on for Reyna in the 87th minute. So four subs, 
two, two and windows. A half windows. So I guess based on that, they could have updated the ruling mid game, and we just didn't know. And they were like, "Look, well, counts as a sub, counts as a window," which Good is luck. nonsense. <laughs> mid game, and we didn't know. But also, I guess it, it none of it matters. It a little bit doesn't matter yet because we didn't end up using all five. We didn't end up using three windows, and we lost four nothing. Yeah, the head referee tonight was Joseph Dickerson, by the way. Who's, so you're who's trying to call him? Not out. one. No, I just happened to see it here, and and, and I, I thought he did a good go job of car. handling the the chaos. I think his fourth official, Matthew Franz, let him down a little bit, oh, as well as him. Some Me other folks, him. but yeah, no, I I thought the head ref did the best he could to sort out. A, I mean, crazy. You, you don't go through this in your in your referees, you know, training class. Come on, this is insanity. It wow. is. Um. Guys, what do DC United fans have to look forward to? Uh, more minutes for, for Yao and them? Uh, do we see Areola the rest of the year? I don't even know if it's like MLS roster possible. I don't know if it's worth it to rush that. Um, I mean, the U.S. men's national team. It's been eight months. Me, is playing in the window. I mean, what what does the table look like now, right? Like, what are our realistic playoff hopes like? How many guys can we get back to make that push realistic? Like, I'd almost rather him sit for the rest of the season and not really push anything. Or maybe get, like, a couple minutes at the end just to get comfortable playing on the field again. But I don't know that I'd want him to really rush to be in the starting lineup if we're already down for the count. Yeah, I, as far as the table and, and at the peril of our streaming quality, I'm pulling this up. <laughs> so hopefully we're not going down here. Um, we're, we're holding this league up. As, as the bottom or the foundation of Major League Soccer, <laughs> as one could say. Um, we are now six points out of a playoff spot. Uh, and actually, Nashville has a game in hand. Montreal do not, though. So we okay. will stay six points clear of, of a playoff spot with eight to go, which is craziness because that's so totally achievable with it eight is. to go. But all evidence to the contrary based on what I've seen on the field this year. So it's not going to happen, but it, it is still somehow there for the taking. Which a little bit, just to tweak Joshua's question a little bit, you said, what do DC United fans have to look forward to? I'm just saying, what what will we see in the future? Um, I think it was Goff that reported earlier this week that Olsen's seat is a little hot. Um, I think he had said that ownership... Stay tuned to that drama? Is no, that I'm saying? saying, no, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm posing a I mean, question yes, to you we all. should do that. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> that he kind of said that if Olsen didn't make the playoffs, then he was likely out. Do you <laughs> think that? And then I saw a lot on Twitter today um, was people saying, like, what is the worth of having him continue with this uh, season? I think that might be us saying that. Uh, what is the point of having Olsen continue? I saw it tweeted out. Uh, no, man, I don't want to say that. Yes, watch as Ben Olsen is fired. But it, you've, if you've been around this team for any part of the 10 years that he's been here, this is this is uncharted territory, Maybe right? Maybe it's not Olsen, yeah. you're fired, but he's also, I mean, he's been very vocal that the team believes in him, like, and his strategies and his tactics. So maybe it's just a realistic conversation with him that you got to switch something up in the next couple of games or this is coming down the line. Like, maybe... It's not Ben that's leaving, but it's a it's a very real switch in his tactics, and we see a different type of team performance on the field. So, look, the three of us and the four of us when when Michael's here, like we're not elite soccer analysts by any you know measurement. We're not paid to do this, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, we're not paid enough to do this. In some weeks, there's not enough beer in the world to do this, but 
do you guys think Jason Levian can analyze this better than we can? There's no tactics. Are you kidding? I mean, what, what is he looking at saying like, oh, what you've been running out there the past few weeks? Like, maybe if we just tweak that, I, if they can tell us what we've been doing for the past few weeks, I would love to hear it. I, so, so to me, I, I mean, I, I no, I, I don't think there's anything to, to save here. I, I mean, we talked about it even before we thought the seat was as hot as I think it is now. Commit to something and do it every week. Win, lose, or draw, and we can all get behind that. I think we have done that, and the fans are not happy. What, what, what have we committed to, though? Our... Benny Paul. I, I don't even think we've don't done that. Say that. It, it hasn't even been We can't gritty. even defend. It, it hasn't <laughs> I been gritty. Which I think is part of what saved us last year, right? Is like For we sure. A little bit playing the same way. We didn't have the offensive options, which is what I had wanted to see in the window. But we have one of the best defenses in the league, and for whatever reason, that is also collapsing right now, which is sad what i was ferociously trying to google here and i couldn't find it because fifa's website sucks but to me what we have to look forward to is the transfer window because i think we in theory we should have a new we should have some new leadership in in this team we should have a new coaching staff and and that will be the first opportunity to really make some moves because i reina's been that's, fun to watch but these the other season. signings you gotta be oh yeah this is yeah. the thing to look forward to this year it's over <laughs> that's, right? so that that's what jrag on youtube said i'm looking forward to a fully healthy roster a new coach check and a new play style next yeah. season to bring some life back into the team and fan base yeah and i think that last word it drives home a point that just the wind is out of the sails of the fan base and the team obviously uh but but it could change really quickly. Uh, yeah, and and you you know I'm glad you said it could change really quickly because you know who's a fun team to watch right now and and gun to my head I don't think I ever would have said this a, a year ago. Orlando City are fun to watch right now. <laughs> oh. And and they they look good and they're they're energetic and their shits together and they're gonna go to the playoffs this year. Orlando City. Yeah. Also Columbus who weren't gonna be a team like two years ago. Yeah are the best team in the league right oh, for now. for sure. But at least Columbus has had history over the past you know, few years. I mean, granted, yes, they almost died, or at least well, they wouldn't have died. They would have just picked up a well, yeah. That's but a yeah. case of bad ownership. For sure. But, I Relatable. mean, Orlando's got had nothing going for them. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they made a coaching change. Well, they made four of them, I think. Uh, but they finally got it right. And now they're flying. That could be us. And, and I think for a lot of fans, something dramatic has to change at this point because I think when you saw Wayne Rooney come in and, and you saw him tearing it up with Lucho, all of a sudden the playoffs weren't good enough anymore. And I think even now that those guys are gone, we saw what could have been, and now we want what we should have had then. And we don't want just what we had then. We want more. And I think that's fair. Yeah, I completely agree. Case in point, bringing in a player who can be a leader and who can change the mentality of the team. And, you know, we were not looking great. And, I mean, granted, that year we were also building a stadium and traditionally teams on the road don't do well. And we had all the games on the road except for two pretend home games. But he came in and he led this team on fire. Both of those home games were a blast, by the way. (laughs) They were a lot of fun, yeah. Um, But he came in and he lit this team on fire and he took the team on his back and he showed us what a leader could do. Um, and I need somebody to do that right now, which potentially we'll see in the window, right? Like, uh, I guess but we'll maybe bring someone in. The other half of that, that whole away from home thing is that the teams 
surge at home in the last part of this you're season. Right. That was, uh, you're right. That was the asterisk and, I put on Wayne Rooney coming back. And we didn't we didn't quite do that. I I I am positive for the change that will happen in this club. I and I almost feels bad, but do you guys think this is the end of the road or or do you think we continue with this path? I I think I was when I, I don't that even want to say it. Horrendous point after attempt that just went through <laughs> sorry we have football on in the background i don't All know right, what so that back was to DC United, i think that this is the end of what we have seen so far i think whether that means we have a new coach or whether that means we have new tactics or whether that means somebody steps up or whether that means we don't play the kids as much anymore i think that this is a change of something yeah i i think people like me were some of the last folks that were still holding on to like God, this would be harsh this year to Cannels. And, and, you know, before we heard the the most recent rumor that the seat was scalding hot and, and had to make the playoffs and even making the playoffs wouldn't be good enough. I think those were quotes given by an anonymous source to, to Stephen Goff. But before that, it was like, well, barring a streak of embarrassing losses, like Olsen's safe. I give you a streak of embarrassing losses over the last three games. So I just... It's nothing personal. It's never been anything personal. We love Ben. I You're love right. the energy he brings. I love the attitude he has. I, 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 I agree, I but dead. <laughs> just to play devil's advocate, the factors that we talked about last week and all the factors that we've been talking about are, are still here, right? I think what makes it hard is that it's progressively gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, what I hear from the fan base, and, and, I'm, and I agree with as, as a diehard fan of this team, is like, it's not good enough to say we have all these excuses to say we have players hurt. I mean, just it would be good enough if we're losing close competitive games. We're not. You're right. And, and I think that that to me is just what's and and this is new for me. I'm I'm kind of coming to terms with this tonight that I think we were at the end of Ben Olsen. But it, there's just there's no fight in this team. There's no. I, I I don't I don't see a way out of this. I mean, if 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 tonight's game was you know three two, last second goal, you know the red card was a, a you know vicious tackle trying to you know secure some points. It's a different story. Yeah. Even if it's last week so, where we held on for eighty minutes and then at the end we got tired and let into. So my question to you both is, do you think that there is a coach that could come in and turn this season around and make playoffs? No. We don't need one. We don't need a coach right now. I, I I subscribe to John's thinking that it does not hurt DC United to have a caretaker manager. What other, what tactics or, or implementation would we lose by not having Ben Olsen? So, I mean, I mean, like, so Ben Olsen's coaching staff stays, but just he leaves? Because I don't, like, what difference would they really... Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm glad we're talking about this because we actually just got a, a question from from longtime listener Donald saying if this is the final nail in the coffin of the Olsen era, how does this finish up? You know, who takes over it, and what's the plan from there? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. I I, I think Sam, you could go a couple ways, right? You could you could fire Olsen, and you could just say Chad Ashton, you're the next man up. We got eight games to play, and and let's see if you can can do something different, get us in the playoffs, and 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 we see what happens. And then at the end of the season, everybody's contract is reevaluated, and and chances are you bring in a new coach who brings in his new staff. So that, that's that's one way. It, to me, you could also ship everybody out, and you could bring the Loudon crew in and be like, "Hey, man, your season ended Ooh. early, so come on in, Ryan Martin. You're up. Let's go. Let's see what you got. Uh, right. You know, because because that's yeah, Ryan Martin sitting at home right now. 
what's what's he got to lose, right? And and at the end of the day, in that situation, you you get rid of the whole coaching staff, like you said. So it's not just the head; it's it's everybody. And then you're bringing in this staff; it's more experience for them. They have truly nothing to lose because they're going to go back to Loudon next year, and you're going to bring in a whole new staff anyway. It's like, and those guys have experience with Griffin Yao, Moses Nyman, Kevin Bredes. So there's there's some level of continuity there to begin with. Donovan Pines, yeah, yeah. I I think you could go either of those ways, Joshua. What what do you think? Oh, uh, first I want to say save. Uh, we should not touch Zach Thornton. He's an MLS legend and a great goalkeeper coach. Uh, no matter what regime or if we stay on, he should always be designated as goalkeeper for as long as he wants to. Uh, I think he's done a great job with our group. I think we always have great backup goalkeepers. Even yeah, I mean, sites put on a show yeah. for a couple games there. Um, but yeah, I I, I think I think. It, it, it depends on the how ambitious the ownership is. It, they could pull some South American talent and find a really good coach. They could pull John Harks up from USL one, yeah, or or maybe one of these USL championship coaches that are that are doing really great. I mean, I've heard you know longtime fans at at tailgates and stuff back when we were allowed to. Tailgate, um, tell us that they think John Harks is is probably the next head coach of DC United. Whenever it happens, right? And that that was we were one and one, right? I mean, there, there was no like clear writing on the wall at that point. So I, I think John Harks is a good shout. But I, um, I, to me, I mean, you look at some of the the coaches that are unemployed right now, just around the world and, and around this league. They're getting poached. That's what I'm thinking, man. Call Pochettino. Why not? You know, you, let let him say no, right? I mean, oh, how, what what's the number? You tell us the number, Poch. We'll we'll pay it. Will we? I don't know, no. but let him let him tell us, right? <laughs> but then you come out and say, hey, look, we we tried. My man wanted a ton of money. We couldn't pay him, but at like, least let we, it, we had a conversation. Let it leak. Yeah. Th- think of that headline. Come on, DC United in talks with Pochettino to take over. Come on. We're selling be, papers that day. Yes, we would. Let's do it. I I think John Harks would be the best option, uh, honestly, because. It's the same mold as Olsen, his former player, former legend of the club. But he's gotten that time. He's put in that work at, at a lower level to show that he can coach. He, he coaches a very, I don't know, I, I, I don't watch every single USL League One game, but they seem like an average team. And, and they Green, the top of the table? Greenville are normally top of the table, and I think they played in the f- final by last a, by season. By a bit, too. Yeah. Uh, and so I think Klinsman's available. He seems to no. <laughs> every subscriber we have just left. <laughs> uh, just naming I, names, not suggesting <laughs> hires. Maybe maybe that's the caretaker. I, I would watch for eight games. Um, yeah, that would definitely keep us glued to the TVs. Uh, I don't know. Should we tag John Harks <laughs> in the suite that goes out? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see a permanent solution happening. And, and I'll tell you guys, th- this is what's always been my challenge with with the Olsen out crew before tonight. Of you, you got to have a plan of someone to bring in, yeah. and, and typically those seasons prior to this, we were still in the thick of a playoff race. You can easily make an argument that we're not anymore. I don't think we are. I think this season's over. So, like I said earlier in the show, I'm I'm fine with making a change right now, but I I don't think you're making a change with someone in mind i mean i obviously i i, I the, the examples i can use are the teams i follow right so like leicester city a few years ago fired claude puel in the middle of the season they paid celtic some money to bring in brendan Rodgers, and it was it was awesome because it got him a number of games with some players going into an off season and then you hit the ground running the next year i just i don't know who that is for dc united and i and i don't know 
I, I don't know how realistic a, a change like that to bring in the new, like, do you think that, that ownership on this team has a short list of head coaches that, right that, now? That's what I was That was a question at. for you. Yeah. So I pro- don't. Because, I mean, if they told Ben Olsen, if you don't make the playoffs, we're going to fire you. They better. And then we, but no. And then we have had the string of games that we have had. You don't think they have a short list of coaches? To me, I think, I think they, they said something like that because you fire him at the end of the season, and and then you've got time to you, do that homework. You absolutely, should still have people uh, you're I, looking. If at. I was you the GM, at least have a long should list. Should they at that and point. do they are two <laughs> right. very different questions, right? Oh, but <laughs> if, if Donald says you need to take several laps for for whatever you just said, anyways, <laughs> probably, the probably thing. either Lester or Klinsman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably, it was probably Klinsman. Um, <laughs> they should. As a, as a GM in this league, it's too easy to move. <laughs> we have so many mechanisms in this league and so much changes so fast that you should have a list for not not just the coach or the backup coach or the assistant coach, the goalkeeper coach, but you should have a list for every single player in the league. Well, And, and, and I don't know if they do because we keep on Assad and, and players that are bounced but, around. But apparently we have had a list in the past before. If you go back to um, – when Total Soccer Show did a show at Audi Field with the Cooligans, sorry, they had uh, Pablo Mara on, and he like let slip that we'd been looking at Bruce Arena, and then he thought everyone in the crowd was crazy because he was like, "You all knew that," and we were like, "Literally, no one knew that." This was before he took the job with New England, so like there have been lists in the past, apparently, that just like they've decided to continue giving Olsen the chance. So I would be shocked if they at least not like a long list of people that they maybe haven't contacted yet, but they've really been looking at and they know they could probably like pay their salary. Like they have to have some type of idea because this is not, this would not be the first time that they do. Bruce arena doesn't scream a whole lot of ambition to me. I mean, obviously (laughs) he's, he's beat us a number of times this year with new England, but I don't know. To me, that that would be. I guess if they're going to make a change, and after you got have a guy in place for ten freaking years, do something ambitious. Bring bring somebody young. Bring somebody new in. Well. Bring somebody established in. Don't bring washed up people. Please. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't make the world who's come. leading the league right now? Columbus with with the former coach of Portland Timbers, who was fired from Portland. I would rather have oh, that. Hold on, Caleb Porter's on a totally different page than than Bruce Arena. How? I'll disagree with you. Bruce Arena has done it all in U.S. soccer. I think he's he's won college. He's won MLS multiple times with multiple teams. I, I would put him and Caleb Porter together. I would want someone like that, someone who's either done it before, like an Oscar Pereja, who's – Yes, Pereja fixed, and Porter I'm fine with. Who Arena, fixed Orlando, the, that kind of group, or I would want South American talent. Yeah. Giardo or, or someone like that. I, I don't even the, hate a John Hart. John, John Hart. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, too. I think the thing to me is like we would want to see change, right? And Bruce Arena has coached this team before, and it obviously wasn't this team, and he would obviously bring much different tactics to this team um, than what he did years ago. But t- to me, like, why why would you fire somebody and then bring in a little bit more of the same, right? I would rather yeah, see that different. 360 uh, no, no, no. difference. The same would be to fire Ben Olsen and hire Bobby Boswell, who is never coached. <laughs> in, that would be the same. I, the press conferences would be just oh as much goodness, fun. I would love that. <laughs> that would be interesting. It would be so much more fun. Did, no, he, just did to... you see his tweet the other night? This is totally an aside, and we got to laugh a little bit more. He, he said something. He, I think he, he's still living in Atlanta. At yeah, he does. He, he tweeted so. that he's like, Oh, I did see this. A little kid ran into her or whatever. He's like, hey, you know, or said something about Atlanta United. And he was like, you know, I 
used to play for them, and the kid said, "Yeah, but not that much." <laughs> Damn, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong, but wow. I'd love a Bobby Boswell back. Man. That'd be fun. But yeah, no, no just just to get not, to that, like not I, on the field, yeah, but no. Um, just to, yeah, I would love to see something brand new. Like, and even Ian Harks, who's been with the team, would be brand new, and that it's different coaching. John but Harks. sorry, who did I say? Ian. Ian? Let's just bring Ian in. It's fine. <laughs> Let's just bring him in. You tweeted a gif of him earlier. He's on the mind. Um, That's right. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, even John Harks would be, I guess, different enough, but I'd just love to see a 360. If we are abandoning what we're doing right now, I would love to just see a 360 and jump into something very different. Yeah, and and I think we started this segment on what did United fans have to look forward to. I, it's bleak, but I think it's that. It's it's what's next for this entire this entire franchise to me. Um, we've stepped quite far away from it, but a game was played tonight, which means we need to name a man of the match. Which is really hard to do when they don't really do much on the field. Well, but I have mine. All right, Sam. It's Griffin Yao. Okay. Because he tore it up on the right side. You're right. Yeah. Our entire game plan was to just spit it outright and see what happens. And he was like tearing people up in the box. He had his crosses could have been a lot better. They weren't superb. But in that first half, that was like the bright spot, right? Is he was yeah. the only one who was really making positive moves forward. Took some and hits too, and exactly, you know. he drew a bunch of yellow cards. <laughs> yeah. He drew like two or maybe three of the first one, the ones that were in the first half. Um, yeah. So I think it. I mean, it wasn't a stellar performance. I think no one has stellar performance. But when I think back on this game, like watching Griffin Yao on the ball was my bright spot. Yeah, uh, for me it was Jordi Reyna tonight, and and I think. I don't know if it's just because I'm I'm excited to see guys coming in fresh, fresh off for him. What was a bad experience in Vancouver, but you know coming in new and, and just not with the weight of this season and and just everything that's gone wrong this year on him. He he's, he looks fresh. He looks excited out there. He he, he put a couple couple moves on tonight. He, he's still not the most refined player in the card. world. Yeah, uh, he he did. Um, but to me, he's just fun to watch and and, and a bit of an attacking bright spot. So. Joshua, who you got? Uh, John, and I'm going to say that you can attest with this. I said uh, right after halftime that Russell Canals should be man of the match. And a bunch of people have made that joke now, so I won't. I was actually going to put him up for my man of the match. But That's why I left you for last. You going to change it now? Because he's absolutely right. I, I can attest for him. He's like, Russ was the man of the match. I mean, he's probably going to be talked about more than any other player. His biggest game, impact, I think, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have to agree with you with Reyna. Yao was really good in the first 45. I don't know why he came off for Gressel. I guess yeah. Gressel can't play in the midfield anymore, judging by Berman's comments and that substitution. You're shocking. Um, huh? I would have taken a sawed off before I would have taken Yao off. Every day of the week. But Reyna is my new favorite player on this team because he's the only one that seems to actually care and try to do good things and actually somewhat accomplish them. Uh, he had two shots on goal tonight. None were on target, but none of the teams were, so you can't really fault him there. Um, I, I think that was a really good pickup. We'll see next season, I guess, or I guess some of the eight games we can count those, but I'm excited to have him grow into the squad. Yeah, and I think that's that's all we can hope for right now is more and more players growing into the squad, and, and you know whether it's injuries or new acquisitions or international windows – God, I didn't miss them. 
something's got to start to click with this team. Looking ahead, we, we typically do around the DMV in this segment, but the Loudon season's over. The Spirit wrapped things up today with a win, which is awesome. Uh, but their season's over, and so now we are left with DC United for the rest of the season. They've got eight games to play. Um, it was supposed to be Tuesday. It's now this coming Wednesday. It was supposed to be in New Jersey. It's now in New York. Um, it was supposed to be at 7. It's now it's at 8. It's now at 8. Uh, so we're, I, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe playing on the tiny pitch will help this team I, I, I can't hurt it right so that's 8 p.m on wednesday we play nycfc um i don't even know where are nycfc in the standings they're fifth in the east which is uh good for 12 points ahead of dc united so we got that coming down the pike uh, at this point i'd take a zero zero draw like we had last time right yeah and i'd take that ugliness over four nothing defeats but We'll see what happens with DC United in the next week. Uh, maybe they'll surprise us all and win. I don't know. We'll be here regardless. <laughs> yeah, and then we, and then we got a couple, a couple, couple more games coming up this season that I, God, I thought were winnable, and now I'm second guessing everything. Atlanta's on the schedule again. Cincy's on the schedule, um, and then there's the there's the games against Philly and Columbus, uh, and then we get New England for the 38th time this season as well. So. Still, I guess, a lot to play for this year, but it's going to be a fascinating week uh, to see what happens. We'll be we'll be keeping you informed uh, of any movements we hear of, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have Michael Black back midweek. And, uh, I think yeah, we'll... check us out likely on Monday for the pregame press conference. We always um, yeah. live tweet that. We don't stream it, but we live tweet the highlights. Um, you can find a bunch of other journalists, too, who are doing that, but we try to remain pretty consistent on that um, to give us a follow Join us back on Wednesday. Um, John, you want to give ATP a shout? Yeah, thanks for the reminder. Uh, so, so our friends at Across the Pond, um, they've got a great deal going on. It's uh, it's 5% off using the promo code podcast on uh, on a food order from them. Um, they do takeout services, but they've also got um, indoor and outdoor seating. Uh, they, got a, they got a TV out back now, I saw, uh, and you can request yeah. games out there if they're available on streaming services. They're the, they're the home bar for uh, the Patriots and... I guess I got to watch the Giants play tomorrow for the Giants as well, too. Weekends used to be fun, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I thank God for Leicester City for, for me anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, across the pond, give them a shout. They're doing they're doing a lot of great things. They got a really cool NFL special right now, too. Oh, yeah. It's like Oktoberfest is part of it now, I saw, so oh. we might have to check that out at some point. So, so it'll be tomorrow if you want yeah, to come. Maybe, you know. Chat. Uh, <laughs> signing autographs and all the whole thing. That's right. <laughs> so that's our friends at Across the Pond. Oh thank God. you for, for not letting me forget them, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. Joshua, you them. get the Good final team. word tonight. Uh, exciting times for DC United, not for the reasons you think, but because of so much change that will have to happen or maybe the underdog story. And that's what I'm taking. That's why I'll be here next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for interacting with us and helping us do this. Once this whole pandemic's over, I can't wait to meet all of you guys oh, in person that, that, have, that have hung with us through this trying season. We uh, love chatting with you, but thanks for spending part of your Saturday night with us. And we'll chat real soon. Joshua forgot to tell you to smash the like button. <laughs>